Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. Six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. <laughs> now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Before we get into ENN, I was luxuriating on how wonderful Don's top five was. Don, wasn't it fantastic? Well, I was busy reading all the reaction on Twitter, bigger than anything we've talked about so far today. The top five driven by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you. The Nissan, of course, events got the exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your boot. Goosebumps, experience the thrill for yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at NissanUSA.com today. Uh, Let's start off tonight's ENN. Uh, First of all, and this is very important. It's of critical importance. Uh, let you know that Ian is presented by D'Agostino and Associates, the injury firm, 888-24-LAW-24. Bite back and start off by saying good evening to Michael. So who won, really? I did. And good evening to Don. So get who? off my head. And good evening to Don. Put your head in the toaster. And good evening to myself. He really had you by the nads, huh? And lastly, to our caller earlier. Don looks better wet than anybody else, so... Mm. I thought he made an interesting point there. Don, how about if we pour, like, ice cubes in there? Would that up the ante? That's so nice showing me something. I mean, that would be I like really cubes. startling to a, an older man like you to dunk into a a tub of ice cubes. And I don't yeah. like the cold water. You guys, really wanna, cold. you guys want to change it right now to, to ice Put water? Ice cubes in. Sure. You too, Michael? You're good with it? I'm fine. I'm not good with it. Let's go back to yesterday, shall we? I don't show up. And let's hear the final call of the Eagles' win from WIP in Philly. The Philadelphia Eagles have won the NFC Championship 4-3-2-1. By the final score, the Eagles 31, the 49ers 7. Attention, air traffic control. A flock of Eagles is heading to Arizona. I I texted with Andrew yesterday. Did either of you guys? No, not at all. He had a mouth mouth mouthful of horse poop when I talked to him. Wow! And his comment was that it was one of the weirdest games he's ever watched. And I I totally understood what he meant. Like mm-hmm. it's not one he's going to think about like super fondly, even though you got the win. Like you're you're happy you got it, but there was never a natural rhythm to that game at all. Uh, here's Nick Sirianni on the win for his Eagles. Pretty awesome. This is something you, you dream about your whole life. And uh, like I said to the guys, uh, whether you we've all been dreaming about it, whether you were dreaming about it when you were 2, 10, uh, 14, 
18 or when you got in the NFL. It's something we all dream about, and we get to do it because you know we did it better than anybody else in the NFC th- this year. So uh, that it's pretty special. Fans were awesome. Atmosphere was unbelievable. I, every you know when you guys go into our indoor, there's always that picture in the back part of it of the 2017 NFC Championship game, and it's just it's just the electricity of the of the stadium. And uh, you know we're looking forward to getting another one up there, uh, another picture up there of, of this of this special moment that we had. But uh, uh, looking forward to celebrating this with with loved ones, and then uh, and then moving on and, and getting this next one. Jalen Hurts, his emotions after the win. Man, we put a lot of work in and had this opportunity. Put a lot of work in and had this opportunity into, you know, it's a moment that we want to enjoy as a team, reflecting on everything that we've been able to overcome to have this opportunity in front of us. You know, we want to take advantage of it. Want to take advantage of it. The, the, the atmosphere tonight was amazing. The fans showed up, the energy, all of it. So we need to bring that to AZ. Now, I'm wondering if you guys feel the same way. Both games, the Eagles blew out their opponent, the Giants and the 49ers. Neither of the games did we see top flight Jalen Hurts, I thought. No, because did he throw for like more than 150? No. Has he, I don't I mean, think he's thrown for 300 yards combined in the two games. Yeah, and their, their running game is so great that I guess he doesn't have to, but he's going to have to hit some big passes uh, against the Chiefs. I well, don't think the Chiefs are going to put up some points. I mean, let, let, let's be clear. The Chiefs defense has some explosive players, but they they don't resemble – what they dealt with against the 49ers yesterday. That defense was pretty impressive early on for the after that first drive. And again, as we said, that first drive, they shouldn't have even scored. It should have been a turnover on downs. That 49ers defense is special. So I Jones I, is special too. He really you no, know, he is. He is. But I I don't know, guys. I I like the Eagles. Also, how happy are Eagles fans? I I, I can't even imagine. Truly, you want to know like jealous of like a fan base? You you found another quarterback who's awesome. And has overcome odds now from his college career all the way till now, having to watch and celebrate for Tua, then go to Oklahoma, then come here, and now get them to a Super Bowl. Mm. And then after the game yesterday, he sings Fly Eagles Fly. He gets put on the spot by Bradshaw, leads the entire stadium with every word of Fly Eagles Fly, then hits the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air handshake with Jazzy Jeff. I mean... I'm sorry. He's kind of a fan's dream come true. Oh. No, Don. And all and all I kept thinking about during that and, and the celebration for Kansas City, just the, the the sheer, the best word is ignorance, that the NFL is actually contemplating having neutral site championship games. Oh, you need it. I mean, you come need... on. Yeah, you know, I, I get the Super Bowl. I get it. But like, how iconic is it to just win your conference at home? The fans get to celebrate, and even more so because they know they're not going to get a chance to see you unless a, a select few get to travel to Arizona to play in the in, in for the championship. The atmosphere in both of those buildings were epic, and and to to see it sanitized into a neutral site makes me sick. It, it, it the would NFL be, has to try to ruin everything. You know, it's funny. It's like to that point, Don. For my childhood memories, my favorite Redskins memory might be. The 87 championship game over the Vikings. Like, there, there's something about those the crowd actually being a factor. I mean, the Super Bowl is a lot of things. The crowd's irrelevant. It, it's like a big corporate well, nothing it's because of, and, and you know what? I think that enhances the home reaction when you win the championship game because the fans know that. So you go back to when the Giants beat the Redskins in the championship game 
for the 86 season and all the, 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 the paper and the toilet paper flying in the air like because it was such a windy night. You, rem- that's, you don't, don't take that away just to come up with some kind of like hokey way of being able to steal more money from fans. I mean, but when you go there, you lose me a little bit. Hokey? I mean, it's a business. They no, can make more money in a neutral site. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. Well, then that, that's ignorant because I'm sorry. There's certain th- the, the NFL is special for reasons like that. So and we got to sanitize every – I understand it's a business, but it's not a business that's hurting Michael. All right? They're printing money. And to take that specialness away to so – uh, So if you get a buy, you get one playoff one game? One playoff game? Come on. That that I'm I'm sorry that would stink. Now, um, the Eagles have opened up as a favorite, a two point favorite mm. in the Super Bowl. Uh, it started out initially a pick 'em uh, last night, but within an hour they became two point favorites. But again, the Eagles are one of those teams that a lot of people pound in Vegas constantly. The favorite team in the Super Bowl is thirty eight, a uh, thirty nine and seventeen straight up. Um, according to Archive Sports uh, Point Spreads. Interesting. Let's uh, Now, one of the things everyone's been talking about is what the Cincinnati mayor had to say last week and how he may have sort of cursed the Bengals. Here's the audio everyone's talking about. Good afternoon, Cincinnati. I have a proclamation from the desk of the mayor. Be it proclaimed, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Burrowhead Stadium for their second consecutive AFC championship game. Whereas at last year's game, the Bengals scored more points than the Chiefs, resulting in a Bengals victory and a Chiefs loss. Whereas Joseph Lee Burrow, who's 3-0 against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test to confirming whether or not he's his father. <laughs> now fast forward to yesterday. Here's the play-by-play on 106.5, the Fox in Kansas City. Harrison Butker, the biggest kick of his Chiefs life. Placement is down. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high. Floating in the air. And it is good! 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 Did Cincinnati call timeout? They did not! They did not! They did not! It's a field goal from 45 yards out by Harrison Butker with three seconds to go in regulation. Let's There's, After the game, let's hear from Travis Kelsey, his thoughts on the mayor of Cincinnati. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Well, that, that made it kind of weak. Okay, so something I, creative. I think Don agrees with me on this. Mm-hmm. Why do politicians continue to get involved in sports? Most of them have no idea. I remember when Hillary Clinton ran for Senate in New York. She wore a Yankee cap. She grew up in Chicago. She grew up in Illinois. She was a Cub fan. I mean, stop it. Just be, Very just be few real. politicians really know the sports they're talking about. Very well, few. Uh, honestly, say what you will. I, I know he's not the most popular man in history. Kind of got to respect to Blasio for staying a Red Sox fan. I'm sorry. Uh, he couldn't tell you the Red Sox starting lineup if you, if you forced him to. Hold uh, on. I'm well, just saying that No, 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 like no, real big no, fans no. I'm not letting you get away with it, though. No. You think that you think the Blasio could name it? Doesn't the last matter. That's world... that you're 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 moving the goalposts now. At least he's not a complete phony who, because he's running for office, pretended to like another team. Okay, he took I'll the give you arrows. That. Same thing with Rudy. Rudy wasn't a phony and tried right. to like split the difference with the Yankees and the Mets. He didn't like the Mets. Yeah, he liked right. The there, I respect it. And to, to Peter's point, Michael, it really doesn't matter whether he can name a Red Sox or not. It's not helping him right. to be the mayor okay, of New York City and continuing to. Yeah, that's the all Red I'm Sox. saying. I agree. I agree. Right. But so, why do politicians do this? I, I guess don't know. because they're phony. And, and but listen, I don't know the Cincinnati mayor from Adam, and maybe he is a diehard Bengal fan. That was unfunny. 
There, there wasn't it wasn't humorous. I mean, if you're gonna be you know be funny, and in Kelsey's response, can you have come up with your own? Jabroni's a WWE thing, right? Yeah, it's just, a rock. It's he yeah, stole he it from the rock, rock completely. The whole oh, thing. He and his brother are creative. They got a podcast. Come up with something of your own. Uh, it, it was a bit. That part was a bit much, taking an entire rock yeah. thing. <laughs> it was. It just took away from the moment. He still wins. And, and, and by the way, couldn't, now, Michael, I'm surprised you didn't say this. Uh, based on everything we saw and heard, okay, you saw Patrick Mahomes' father smoking a cigar. Patrick Mahomes himself said after the game, I don't smoke cigars, but I am going to the Super Bowl. Based on the things Kelsey said, I, I guess that whole bulletin board fodder isn't a thing thing is not true. Well, the only one that we really see that pushes back against that is our good friend Greg Buttle. Right. He, he says, well, if you can't get up for an AFC, but I think there are different levels of getting yourself pumped up. Well, and you don't have to artificially do it. You shouldn't have to in a game that big. But if you can engender some kind of hatred or rallying point, why do? Why give them that? Why give them that? Because Buttle's just a different bird. Like, like Greg was very cerebral when he played. He, he felt like he wanted to be smarter than the other team as much as more physical and, and better. But there are some players that need to get pumped up. And it's a, it's a violent sport, and you want whatever you can use as your edge. And that's why I agree. Well, listen, it didn't motivate Greg, but clearly it motivates. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a term bulletin board fodder. You wouldn't see every coach like hanging up articles of some way that their team was disrespected. How many times do we even hear teams that were favorite and won in sports say, well, nobody believed in us? But one Michael thing Jordan I made say, a living out of it. One thing I will say. So the Bengals gave the, the Chiefs every single reason to be motivated out of their gourd. Um, Burrowville, um, what the mayor said, all of that stuff. They never stopped. And it took a um, a long field goal with eight seconds left to win the game. So it didn't motivate them to the fact that they blew them out. So if they lost, would, would the bulletin board, of, uh, bulletin board fought have meant anything? I think it does mean a little something, and then they could throw it back in your face when they win. But they won huh. by three points with eight seconds left. And here's the outrageous uh, opinion, and maybe I'm completely off the rails. The reason that I don't talk and the reason I hate people that are talkers and do like what Cincinnati did is because I hate to lose so much. Why would I want to make it hurt even more to have all that thrown back in my face? Does it mean that like winning and losing isn't as important to them? Like that they're willing to go there? Like Because I would think hurt, losing would hurt so much. Would I want to walk off that field and then hear all that vitriol after it's over? Right now, let's or does it hurt so much? It doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. But all I know is the last thing I'd want to hear, Peter, after a devastating loss is people rub my nose in it. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Let's hear uh, from Bengals coach Zach Taylor defending his player after that late hit that sealed the game. 
It's hard. You know, this is emotional. We worked really hard to get here, and, um, you know, any, any play that people feel like is left out there, you're, you're going to take it hard. And that, that's we want guys like that, that this means a lot to. They care about it, care about their teammates. Joseph's, jo- Joseph's comes to work every day, man. He loves ball. He loves being a part of this team, and uh, it didn't come down to that play. I Listen, it did come down to that play. I, mean, I know what you're saying. There are other plays they could have made, but it came down to that. Without the 15 yards, they don't even try to kick the field goal. They have to make a decision to go for it on fourth down. So that's number one. Number two, it was not a vicious hit. He was not trying to hurt him. He kind of just shoved him. I'm not saying that you, you, it wasn't a, a penalty. It was, but he didn't do something egregiously bad where he's spearing him with his helmet to hurt him. He didn't, and I thought is that there Patrick a world Mahomes really, really did a flop there. Is there a world in which they could have not thrown the flag, though? No, no. had to. Um, and I will say this. Burrow did have a pretty bad pick late in that game. He that did de- not look great. That deep ball into double coverage for the pick, it, it, it was not ideal. Here- and also, if you remember, if you're talking about Burrow, he got hit on the last pass he threw, too. Because I thought when they punted back to Cincinnati with 2.30 left, I, I told my son, that's it, they're losing. Chiefs are losing. But then he got pushed on a, on a pass, too, and he jumped up and looked at the official, and there was no flag. So the games were very strangely officiated. Yeah, it, it was not. The, the officials in both games did not yeah. cover themselves in glory yesterday. But special teams, as you said, that last drive for Cincinnati started at their own six because of a brilliant punt to the goal line, yep. and, and what happened Chiefs... when Cincinnati punted, they were able to return the ball to the 50, and at that point, I'm thinking, how is Cincinnati going to win this game now? All, all Mahomes needs is a first down to at least attempt the game-winning field goal. I didn't know he was going to get the break on the rough and the passer, but uh, or the unnecessary roughness, but once they returned it to midfield, you had to think. Oh, yeah, that, well, and that's attempt a field goal. And, Don, you know what? Can I, can I be real with you for a second? On the 15-yard penalty that ended, quote, ended this game, he got out of bounds and had a first down mm-hmm. with what, like 12 seconds left? Eight. Eight. With eight. So I guess the question is, it, would they have, A, been able to hit the field goal from that distance, or no. B, would he have been able to pick up another eight yards real quick, get out of bounds, and then kick it? I I, I thought the only chance they had to throw in the ball in the middle of the field was on the play where he got the first down. But with eight seconds, I don't think you could get the chunk yardage you need and still spike the ball. It would end like what Dak Prescott happened. No, no, no. You'd have to go sideline. So I think they would just be covering the sidelines there. So I don't – I think they'd have to go for a touchdown there. So I think if if they didn't get that unnecessary roughness penalty, I think the the game goes into overtime. And and as far as not calling a guy, how do you not call it? Yeah. I mean, I know it's tough. It's it's hard, but how how do you get up? And it took it a second, a, though. It was interesting. There was a split second where it, it didn't was. Come well, out. that's the, that's the problem that I have with this officiating crew. Is there was there was the one pass interference earlier in the game where clearly they reacted to whoever the receiver was and then threw the flag. Like I don't think this officiating crew was very good. But when you watch that play, you can't tell me you were surprised you saw the flag. I you hate to see a game end that way. I know it, but tell me that's not. Unnecessary roughness. You got to throw it. Uh, here's jo- here's Joe Burrow. He says uh, these teams respect each other. That's what makes football fun. You know, it's all love. And at the end of the day, they know the respect that we have for them. I know the respect that they, that they have for us. It's an intense, emotional game. Things like that are going to happen. But I think that's why the game is fun. I'll tell you guys though, if Cincinnati, assuming they can figure out who to pay and and keep this team together somewhat, as as they have to deal with Burrow and they'll have to deal with Higgins and they'll eventually have to deal with Chase. Assuming this team stays good and and the Chiefs still have a couple mm. years in the tank, this could be a pretty fun couple years she, for these teams. They can't keep everybody. I mean, the first guy that's probably going to go is Higgins. 
I mean, you've got to obviously keep the quarterback. I don't know if you keep Jamar Chase because, remember, the Brown family doesn't have a lot of money. I know. That's their business. The, that They don't have, like, an outside, you know, business that funds this. That They, they have to make the money that they pay out. It's going to be interesting to see what they can keep. This is the small – this is the NFL's version of small market, yeah. right? Um, but they don't – they're not aggressive in free agency. Now, I think they're going to have to – spend a little bit more money if they want to stay competitive because everybody else is going to be spending. So just to be able to hold on to the players that they have, they're going to have to go over their budget a bit because it does feel like the future is very bright, but you know in the NFL, that window can close in a millisecond. Yep. With rookie so, contracts, so goes a lot of uh, potential. Yeah. Uh, let's hear from Andy Reid on playing the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I had a great time there. So, uh, 14 years, a long time. Huh? I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the city. Uh, they're passionate. They love football. I, mean, I can't wait till Kansas City and Philly clash. It's going to be it's going to be awesome, man. What a great Super Bowl will be. Patrick Mahomes says, and this is what we talked about last week on the show, guys. Mahomes agrees with us. He said the Chiefs felt like the underdogs. Yeah, I think guys were probably the most pumped up I'd seen them going into a football game. A lot of trash talk coming from a lot of different places. I think no one picked us to win. If so, it was like 5% of people. I think we've I built did. up enough enough respect to, to have a chance to go out and win every game. So uh, whenever you feel like you're the underdog, when you're playing at Arrowhead Stadium, uh, it gets guys ready to go. I picked so, them. So Don did, and I did. So there is a Hall of Famer, right? One of the great quarterbacks we've had a chance to see. And he had to lie to motivate himself. 5%. We're picking Kansas City. Come on. It did swing to eventually the Kansas City Chiefs being favored by a point. 5% really. So that's what athletes will do. They will actually make something up to motivate themselves. Why don't we make something up to motivate ourselves? Hmm. Oh, my God. Do you guys see the video of all the Eagles fans falling through the bus stop? No, oh. I don't find it humorous. No, you I don't mean, but, find it humorous. I'm not saying it was, it, it was humorous. I'm just saying, did you see it? No. I got to see this. They were standing. It's like 10 people standing on one of those like, here, Don, I'm going to text it to you. It so ruined it wasn't everything. Because they were being outrageous. It was just a, a terrible thing that happened. I mean, I, I think I assume everyone was OK. Well, they're but, standing on top of a bus stop. I don't right, think that's the think way it was gonna built. Happen? Did it, you see? I, I just texted you, Don. No, I'm looking at it now. I did see it. I mean. Listen, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but it's not it's not an accident when you've got, you know, what looks to be two dozen people standing on top of something that's not supposed to be stood up on. I mean, this is a city that literally greases the poles so that people don't climb. That's well, what she said. It's weird. I don't get it. What, like, what I've been happy. I've, sell, I've been fortunate enough to, to see championships. I, I've never been motivated to go turn a car over, set something on fire. Well, listen, I, I Take to I the guess, streets in any way, shape, or form. I guess you would think that I would not be in a position to talk on this considering my college basketball team. We were sort of the gold standard for horrifying post-game behavior. College Park was set ablaze many a time while I was there. And I would go out and watch like any reasonable 20-year-old would, right? But I never understood anyone who was doing anything. I would just so it shows you that people that got into Maryland couldn't get into Duke. That's essentially it. Is that what that says? Because there's no way Duke people do that. I, I mean, think... they say nasty things to, to other players, but they're not setting things on fire. After I, I, I they're be... used to winning. I believe that Duke has set things on fire before. I think you're wrong. I think you just but you're being that guy. And guess what? I I I I take my one ring and my blaze setting. Amigos at Maryland over Duke any day of the week. Really? 
twice on Sunday. Thanks. So you would well, rather have had Gary Williams, who's a fine coach, and all the people that followed him, rather than a run of about 40 years with Mike Krzyzewski. You would have rather that. Not all the people that followed him. No, I'm good. But I, I loved Gary. Love this team. I feel like we just won a championship yesterday. Honestly, I'm, yeah, I'll take my one. I want my one. Now, Love my one. I won't say rioting. I won't, I won't go as far as that. But taking to the streets in that fashion. Is, is that the norm and not the exception? For big wins? Yeah, like in cities. Because I, I think it, it happens more often than not. It, it seems like the minority of the time is where it's quiet. They take to the streets in L.A. I know, you know Montreal, we talk about Canadians, right, being so nice. They rioted after the Canadians won the Cup. They rioted when the Canucks lost in 94. Like, is 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 that the norm? I remember when the uh, the, the Tigers won a World Series. I mean, they almost set the, the city on fire. Flipping cars and things like that. I don't understand it. I'm sure... I might I might be wrong here. Correct me if you think I am. I think alcohol has something to do with it. You do? Uh, wow. No, yeah. No. I mean, no, definitely I'm tired has a factor. Of alcohol being the excuse for being like that level moron. Well, I'm sorry. I think you, that have you have to have, have, have a little moron in you. And yeah, you have to have. Got to have some accentuated, but it, you, it has to be in there. It has to be part of your being. I I can't imagine a perfectly normal, sane person has a few Budweisers and then just decides to rip off their shirt, <laughs> eat horse poop, and turn a car over. Like, I'm sorry, it's not a miracle drug. <laughs> I like the idea of it being just two quick Budweiser's pass me the horse poop that'll do it for ENN it's presented by D'Agostino and Associates the injury firm almost 35 years of getting accident victims every dollar they deserve offices throughout New York and New Jersey 888-24-LAW-24 D'Agostino bite back